It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Uh, hold on. I'm just uh, finishing washing my hands real quick. <laughs> That's good. And, Make sure everybody washes their hands. Everybody Get... wash your hands, for goodness sakes. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm good. You know, just d- dealing with uh, whether or not everyone's world is about to be rocked by all this stuff. And, uh, you know, things are being canceled. You know, the, the NFL draft is still on for right now. But it looks like the visits are being canceled. There's a lot going on. So uh, I figured... We figured it might be a little bit better to kind of stabilize things to uh, talk about some undrafted free agency, or I guess no, sorry, not undrafted, Un- just free agency, yeah. unrestricted yeah. free agency, uh, and just to kind of you know talk about things that uh, that maybe don't involve being a afraid, that, more being, yeah, being yeah. afraid of whether you washed your hands enough before you came into the room. Right. Um, there's going to be a lot of other podcasts talking about the coronavirus and the impact it has for scouting and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure you guys can find all that information out there. We're going to do our best to to give you guys something else to think about. Uh, we're, let's go ahead and talk about free agency, Landon. Um, I'm looking at the list right now of Cowboys free agents, uh, and they have 31 of them that are going to be unrestricted free agents here uh, in about less than two days, so uh, two, or three days. So let's go ahead, and we're just going to kind of blow through all of these guys, uh, spend 30 seconds to a minute on each one, whether we think they return, uh, whether we think they leave. And maybe how much money we're expecting them to maybe get on the open market. Um, let's start with Dak Prescott. Uh, we both know that he's going to come back. What? Oh, yeah, 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 Dak, yeah, yeah, Dak, yeah. yeah. Uh, that guy. Yeah. We know he's going to come back in some form or fashion, whether it's on the franchise tag, whether it's a long-term deal. Any thoughts on Prescott before we move on? Just real quick, I, when you said that there were 31 of these guys, I just imagined someone in uh, the star possibly listening to this podcast and going, Wait, what? There's 31 of these guys? Like, immediately hopping up and grabbing all of the contracts he can grab. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we've, we've said what we've, we've said about Dak. I, I think, you know, uh, uh, franchise tag is likely uh, with a long-term deal on the way. Uh, I think that's, like I said, we've spoken hours about this situation. I don't know mm-hmm. how much more there is to say. Yeah, he's going to get a long-term deal done, I think, over the next, what, maybe month or two at the very, very latest. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at, what, probably $35, $36 million a year, probably five, six years. Um, maybe just four. Interesting maybe to see what it the might final be four. Yeah, that's, that's the thing I'm starting to wonder sure. now is it might be a four-year deal. And I'm fine with that. I, mean, yeah. I think that's I think that's good for both parties, right, yeah. because it gives the Cowboys a chance to get out of that contract if something bad happens. Uh, it also gives Dak the chance to hit the open market again once Makes some of these other, or yeah. other quarterbacks get paid. Absolutely. Um, let's go ahead and move on to wide receivers. Amari Cooper, uh, kind of the same thing. Probably won't be transition tagged. 
Uh, but we do both expect him to be back, correct? Yeah, I actually expect, I mean, just based on the kind of whispers, I wouldn't be surprised if before, I mean, maybe even before the weekend, uh, we get a there's a contract announcement for Cooper. I, I, th- yeah, I think that- they've been working on it. They they know that getting Cooper signed is Cooper getting Cooper signed is actually the 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 most important thing because you know you can franchise Dak. He, he's not going anywhere. You're not certain what's happening with Cooper's future, and if you figure out a way to do it to get Cooper under contract, then even if the CBA doesn't get signed, suddenly you get a really good deal where you get to tag Dak and Byron Jones, and then figure out whether you want to keep Jones or trade him or whatever. And if the CBA gets signed, then you know everything else happens that we've been talking about this whole time. Yeah, yeah, and I also think there's the Cowboys don't want. Cooper to hit the open market because you just never know what kind of deals may be out there, yeah. right? Maybe a team like the Denver Broncos, who have been kind of rumored to be interested in Cooper, maybe they offer $22 million to be the highest paid receiver in the league. It's going to be tough for the Cowboys to match that despite them wanting to bring him back. So I think they would like to get that done over the next couple of days. Um, let's move on to Randall Cobb. Uh, it seemed at Mike McCarthy's uh, <laughs> opening press conference uh, that he'd like Randall Cobb to be back. Do you think he will be? Yeah, I do. I think yeah, uh, they'll they'll make it work. He'll come back on a, you know. I like. I mean, the deal that he signed last year, I'd definitely do it again if he's on board with it. I mean, I felt it's like they one got, year five million. Something yeah, like they that. got great value out of that deal. I thought, and you know, Cooper. I mean, a uh, uh, Cobb had probably one of his best years as a receiver last year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, if he's willing to do a similar deal or maybe slightly above that, I'm totally on board. Yeah, I'm I'm fine bringing back Cobb, but I do think the Cowboys should use day three of the draft to potentially look for his replacement. I think they got very fortunate that Cobb played, I think, every game last year. Uh, we've seen throughout the course of his career that's not something that you can rely on. So if they do bring back their top three receivers, which we expect, probably don't need a receiver in the first two or three rounds. Draft one on day three to potentially upgrade that spot maybe in 2021. Uh, one more receiver that we should mention, Tavon Austin. He's 29 years old. Do you anticipate him coming back next year? I don't. I, I mean, I think that he's likely. I mean, maybe. I, I I don't want to totally rule it out because honestly, neither do I. Uh, the thing is, is that he is a seriously good locker room guy, and and the guys mm-hmm. in the in the room really talk about liking him a lot, and, and and you know he's a hard worker, and I you know I don't hate his production when he gets the ball. No, he's he's been pretty good actually for the Cowboys when he's been needed. Yeah, so I you know I'm not. I, if they re-sign him, I'm not. I'm not pissed. I'm, in fact, I'm thrilled. I, I like Tavon Austin. I just I think that there, he is definitely someone that is replaceable, especially in this draft class. Mm-hmm. So and for cheaper and for maybe maybe more, uh, uh, you know, uh, maybe a little bit more bang to the buck at this point. I mean, if you get somebody who's younger, sure. he's a little bit more explosive. I mean, he's he's still Tavon Austin, but. It's it's been a while since he's been a game changer. So uh, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if he got replaced. I also would not be upset if he came back. That's the way I feel. Uh, his contract last year was one point seven million. Yeah. I, I would be fine bringing him back don't, on that, even worry. if it's just even if it's just to see what he is in camp. Right? Yeah. See how you know if if Randall Cobb gets hurt in training camp, I feel pretty good about Tavon Austin at least coming in there and fulfilling that job. Uh, pretty adequate adequately and being able to do stuff on kick returns and punt returns too so and you've, you've got some young guys in that room too J- uh, John yeah, yeah. johnson guyton some of the guys that are coming back and then maybe you'll draft a guy i, I think having a guy like tavon austin in the locker room is not a bad thing he's a good influence absolutely uh let's go ahead and move to tight end uh jason witten 38 last year got paid 4.2 million 
any interest in bringing him back? Only if he's interested in taking a reduced role. I mean, and, 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 and like that would be, need to be something that not like last year where it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we need to like establish, hey, you know, Jarwin is the starter. He's getting the majority of the snaps. If you mm-hmm. want to come back, you can come back as, as a tight end two or three. And, and you know, but I, I think honestly at this point, I'm ready to see what Jarwin's got. I'm ready to see what Schultz has got, frankly. Uh, and, and so, Witten, if he wants to come back on a on a on a deal and be a, a role player, I'm okay with that. But I think it's going to need to be in a greatly reduced role at this point. My problem with that, and I mean, I'm not against that, but if he's going to be the tight end two or tight end three, he's going to need to play special teams, and I just yeah. don't see that happening. And, it, and you, when you look at what Mike McCarthy has traditionally done with tight ends. He wants guys that can move, that can play a lot of different positions, that can line up in the backfield, that can get down the seam. It just seems like it's probably best for both parties if they decide to move on. Uh, maybe play some more Schultz. Maybe they go out and get one of those hybrid wide receiver tight ends. Uh, I would anticipate the Cowboys probably moving on there. Uh, Blake Jarwin is a restricted free agent. If I had to guess, probably the second round tender is what the Cowboys will give him. They did. I know there's been. I, I think did they, they? I, I think they officially did give him the second round tender. Okay, yes. well, that makes sense to me because I, I don't see a team going out there and giving him big money, and that second round pick probably scares teams away. So that works out well for me. Um, we, the Cowboys only have one uh, offensive lineman that's technically. Uh, I'll just say it. Cameron Fleming has a team option at three point seven five million. I anticipate the Cowboys picking that up, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay, because, I mean, Fleming's not great, but he's, he's not, not an awful. He's not bad. Not like, uh, that's the thing is uh, he's, he's, ve- he's serviceable to be certain as a swing tackle. And, and, I, and you know, it gives you some good snaps coming in as a, as a sixth off, mm-hmm. offensive lineman as well. I, I got, uh, you know, if you, if you upgrade from that spot, fantastic. But it's not a, a, a dire need at this point, I would say. I, I agree. I do think it's going to be a little interesting, like an underrated camp ba- battle maybe next year. Uh, Brandon Knight versus Cam Fleming for that third tackle spot. Wouldn't be surprised if Brandon Knight beats him out. I, for, I this really year? Like what... for this year? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. I was, I was, I was going to correct you if, you if you were saying. No, no, I mean 2020. I think, yeah. I think this year, yeah. I, I agree. I, th- I liked Brandon Knight a ton coming out of college. I loved what I saw in his uh, in his the way he played in, in, in training camp. Uh, yeah, and he's young, he's athletic. I mean, that's the other thing. Cameron Fleming is not old. <laughs> I mean, he's no, he's, he's twenty seven. Yeah, just twenty seven after being in the league for four or five years. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely anticipate. You know, there's look, say what you will. Cowboys have a lot of young, good offensive line talent, especially when sure. you compare to the rest of the league. And I do think if it's one of those things where Brendan Knight takes the next step and beats him out. You can trade Cameron Fleming in his contract, right? Three point sure. seven million for a swing tackle who could potentially start, uh-huh. who started a Super Bowl. You can move that contract, and we still to. haven't even discussed, you know, how the whole Connor Williams, Connor McGovern thing sh- shakes out. I mean, there could be a oh, situation yeah. where you you end up starting McGovern as your left guard, and Connor Williams is kind of your swing fifth offensive lineman. You know, so sure. uh, I think that there is there's lots of different. The, like I said. Cowboys are blessed with a lot of young talent on the offensive line right now. Absolutely. Um, I did forget to mention one more offensive lineman, Xavier Suofilo. Uh, he's an unrestricted free agent. He's 29. I kind of can't see the Cowboys bringing him back, considering that they drafted Connor McGovern. Uh, they have uh, Joe Looney under contract. Uh, Connor Williams is, is coming he, back from us. That was actually going to ask, because I, I thought Joe Looney was an un- unrestricted free agent as well. 
I have All right, him, we're gonna... I, I'm looking at him over the cap, and I'm seeing him listed as an unrestricted free agent. Okay, well, then that's an interesting one. I, my list didn't have him on there, so... I think, yeah, I think the, the thing that, is, that's more difficult to me because of the two, I think you try to bring back Looney, right? Yeah, I, I think so because you've got enough guards at this point, right? Yeah, like Brandon yeah, yeah. Knight can play guard too, and, and and you know McGovern and Williams each can play Knight, uh, play play guard as well, and and you know there's only one starting spot for between those three guys. You need a guy who can play uh, some more center. I don't really know if I trust Xavier Suofilo to do that. I love Looney as a backup center. I love Looney. I, I like I yeah, like I love the yep. guy. I, I kind of want him in my uh, in my in my locker room. So uh, if he's willing to come I, back on a cheap deal, that's the thing, though. Honestly, it may be mm-hmm. time for him to go get big money. I mean, he he started you know a whole season for the Cowboys and, and was serviceable, especially compared to the rest of the league. There may be a team out there that's looking for a starting center that might sign Joe Looney. Yeah, I wouldn't even be surprised if somebody went out and got Xavier Suofilo and kind of penciled him in as a. Starting left guard. I mean, I wouldn't do that, but I could see, I could see a team that is really struggling at the position saying, "Hey, let's toss two and a half million at Xavier Suafilo. He's been fine when he's played. He's played better. He, he played better yeah. last year than than that I right, than right. I, we expected. I, we can both say that. I think right. But I, I'm saying I think I could see a situation where a team that doesn't want to spend a lot of money or a pick at guard could, could convince, convince themselves that Suafilo is not awful. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I think you absolutely. Could see that. absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll get to some of the defensive guys that the Cowboys have as free agents. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Guys, we talk about physical fitness all the time, but there's another side of the game that is just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body. And Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. And if you head to calm.com slash locked on, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. Again, that's 40%. With Calm, you'll have access to the nature scenes that LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditation. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on. That's calm.com slash locked on. All right, Landon. Um, I, I don't even know where to start. Let's go ahead. I guess start on the defensive line. Uh, Robert Quinn, free agent. What do you anticipate with him? <sighs> I, I think this is all about what Robert wants, you know, because I think if he wants to go make uh, uh, an insane amount of money, he has. I think he he could definitely do that. Like I think he, I agree. I think he could probably go, uh, uh, you know, out and, and and really test the market, really push it, and make. I I mean I don't know like. 16 or 17 i mean i I think he can make more higher than i am yeah Yeah. i am because i I think you know there's the pass rushing i mean like look 
the one market across both uh, uh, across both free agency and the draft that is seems to be really short is pass rusher. So if if Quinn wanted to go out and be the only guy who basically is the I mean that's the thing is even the other guys who are edges like the big name guys like Clowney Clowney's not really mm. a sack guy you know what no. I'm saying so I yeah, think there's Matt Judon yeah, who's going to be a free agent I, I, yep Quinn's your guy outside of uh Yannick Nguanic in uh who's going to get franchised who's going to yep. get franchised and, tra- and traded for and then get a sign a huge contract so uh yeah, good point. I, I think I think you know there's a chance that if 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 he wanted to make a whole bunch of money, Quinn could. So, it, but if he wants to stay here, he's 30. He likes it here. Clearly, I think he honestly that's that is an honest thing. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't want to kind of keep bouncing around at this point because he's been mm-hmm. with three teams in th- like four years or something like that. So, uh, yeah, I I think that the, the Quinn situation is one to watch because I think it's all preference. Yeah, he's the one I don't have a good feel with because, I mean, this is a little insider tip. I know the Raiders have a lot of interest in him. Uh, they would love to pair him again with Rod Marinelli. They have a need for a speed rusher to pair with Max Crosby and Cleveland Farrell, and they've got like $70 million in cap space. They can afford to give Robert Quinn $15, 16000000 million a year for three years, you know. Um, we've got that much that, cap space too, but we've got to sign. Yeah, a we got, yeah, we got guys that are actually good. They got to pay. Uh, that one's going to be interesting to me. We'll see what happens with Robert Quinn. I would love to have him back, uh, just because I think you can solve a lot of problems on defense with Demarcus Lawrence and Robert Quinn rushing the passer. Yeah, right. If you got those two guys on the field, you're going to be okay. Yeah, uh, pay attention to that one. Um, let's keep going across the defensive line. Kerry Hyder, uh, the Cowboys signed him to a vet minimum deal last year. Uh, he was okay when he played. Do you expect him to be back? Uh, I would bring him back. Just, you know, like, I think because he's kind of versatile and you don't really know what, you know, exactly you're doing on defense. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be opposed to, to bringing him back. Especially on a deal like that where there's yeah. really no risk, totally. right? Totally, yeah. You, okay. Um, next defensive lineman, Michael Bennett, 34 years old, maybe doesn't fit this next scheme as well as he did in the Rod Marinelli scheme with, uh, you know, Jim Tom Sula and Mike Nolan looking for bigger defensive linemen. Do you anticipate him leaving? Uh, probably. I mean, I think just because, you know, I he think played he, so well, though. Yeah, no, so I, I don't think it's about that necessarily as much as I think he was here to play with Chris Richard. Now that Richard's yeah. gone, there's not really a tie to him here. I'd love to have him back. I just I just don't know that. I don't know that it's a fit. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up back in Seattle, frankly. Yeah, he's kind of mentioned about him maybe wanting to return and finish out his career there. Uh, I, I anticipate him, him leaving as well. Uh, let's go to defensive tackles. Uh, we've got Malik Collins, um, 25 years old. We're hearing that the defensive tackle market is going to be really hot. Uh, a lot of these guys are going to get paid way more than we anticipate. Is Malik Collins one of those guys that maybe gets overpaid in free agency? It's funny because I, you know, I, I think I mentioned this before, but Luke Braun from uh, Talk uh, Locked On Vikings uh, mm-hmm. reached out to me and was asking, "Hey, what's the deal with uh, with the?" Uh, Collins, you know, a lot of people in Vikings world are interested in him. And I was I was a little surprised. I was just like, oh, yeah, I didn't really realize that he was, you know, kind of known uh, uh, outside of Dallas or how well he was. But uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the, the defensive tackle class is so deep and so, uh, you know, varied in, in what you can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised either way. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he got a big contract and you know someone paid him, 
uh, in anticipation of him breaking out next season. I wouldn't be surprised if he got lost in the shuffle and he ends up re-signing with the Cowboys for a prove-it deal. I, I, yeah, I, I think he's going to get a one-year deal no matter where he goes, right? That's possible, you know, for sure. It just feels like to me, like uh, when I picture his contract right now, like on Twitter, when it's scrolling down my timeline, he signs like a one-year $7.5 million deal with the Vikings with maybe like $4 million guaranteed, right? Just to, just to get a chance to go show what he can do, maybe in a, a better system uh, for a skill set. All right, let's continue to go down through the defensive tackles. There's uh, Christian more? Coving- <laughs> yeah, there's kidding. more. Christian, Christian Covington, the Cowboys brought him in last year on a $2.5 million deal. Uh, he kind of played behind Antoine Woods, started a few games when Woods was out. What do you think about uh, bringing back Covington next year? I like the idea of bringing back Covington. I mean, 27 years old. Uh, the uh, uh, you know He has experience playing in both a 4-3 and a 3-4 at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he has kind of what we're looking for in a defensive tackle, uh, no matter whether it's a pass rusher or kind of a two uh, a two gapper. Um, so I, I actually think that there is, to, to me, there's some value in bringing back uh, Christian Covington, maybe even above some of these other guys. Uh, so yeah, I, I, yeah I, I like the idea of potentially bringing Covington back if he, if he can come back in a reasonable deal, just because I think he can kind of help facilitate some of the versatility that you're hoping to use. Yeah, and I think the reasonable deal for him would be like one year, $2 million, or similar deal to what he got last year. Because exactly, yeah. The worst case scenario, you feel okay that you can go to, into a game with him as your one technique if you don't address it later in free agency or the draft. It's not going to be great. He's never going to be a star, but he can get you through games. And at that price, it's not bad. Um, really quickly, Antoine Woods, he's a, uh exclusive is an exclusive rights free agent. Yeah, uh, he, that means he'll be back. He basically has no other option but to be back. Uh, Daniel Ross is a restricted free agent. I've heard that the Cowboys are not going to tender him. He's going to become a free agent, uh, and, and that finishes up the defensive line. Only what seven, eight free agents on the defensive line. Easy work for the Cowboys in free agency, right? Shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> I mean, the thing is that they're all cheap. It's none of them are oh, really yeah. expensive. So I, I, I have a feeling, obviously, they're going to replenish with maybe some more pricey guys uh, at the top of the list. I, that, uh, so. I kind of agree. Um, let's move on to linebacker where the Cowboys have five unrestricted free agents. Oh my God. Uh, let's, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, let's start with Sean Lee, age 34, uh, three and a half million last year. What do you anticipate happening there? I, I mean, I don't know. Like I can, I can see him coming back, I guess, but I, I don't really make a lot of sense to me at this point because you, you need guys who are going to play special teams. I don't know if he's going to play special teams there. Uh, I, I think I have more interest in, in some of these other guys. You know, really? And, well, See, I, have, I I feel better about bringing back Sean Lee because of the uncertainty surrounding Leighton Van Der Esch. Because at least Sean Lee, you know, if he has to play that willow linebacker spot, he's going to be at least competent, right? He's going to know his yeah. assignment. He might not have the athleticism to get there. But I feel good that he's going to be prepared to play that spot. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't have an issue with that. Like, I, I'm probably fifty fifty on it. I would, I definitely would prioritize Joe Thomas over him, though. I think that's my interesting, thing. interesting. because I think Joe okay. Thomas is a better player at this point. Like, yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I, I, my, okay, my thing is, if you need one of these guys to be a starting will linebacker, I actually feel better about Sean Lee. But if you need me, if you need one of them to be your third linebacker, I'd rather have Joe Thomas. If that makes sense, just because of what he can do at, on nickel 
and on special teams. Yeah, does that make sense? It, I guess it does. I mean, my thought was more of a combo of let's get Joe Thomas, let's get Malcolm Smith, and then draft a younger guy. Okay, and that's fine. Because Malcolm I think Smith's all another three of those agent. guys could play. All three of those guys could play special teams. I think. Sure. Uh, yeah, Malcolm Smith, another free agent, thirty-one. Uh, only played a couple games for the Cowboys last year, but was pretty good in the limited action. I thought he you was anticipate... really good. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was one. I think the last game of the season, he was all over the place. So yeah, I I, I really I really thought he played well. I, I don't anticipate him getting a lot in free agency. No, I, I would no. expect veteran minimum. But yeah, that's a guy that you can bring back, especially if you don't re-sign Sean Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, the last two linebackers, Justin March Lillard. Uh, Ray Ray Armstrong, who the Cowboys signed late last year, any interest in bringing back either of those two? If Je- if Justin March wants to su- sign, uh, uh, and and I think it's just Justin March now. They they list him as March Lillard, but okay. I think he dropped the Lillard. Um, okay, good job, uh, good job by you. Yeah, thank Hyphen's you, thank you. I'm just looking out for Justin. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think that I would have a problem bringing Justin back. I like I liked uh, his play in general. I think he's a good backup linebacker, and he's a, a special teamer. Uh, the likelihood that he gets re-signed, though, is probably pretty low because usually they just mm-hmm. kind of cycle these guys in and out with, with you know, draft with picks UDFAs, or undrafted yeah. free agents. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't get re-signed and they just get replaced in undrafted free agency. Right, because they, they like Luke Gifford. They probably would rather have Luke Gifford yeah. getting the spots there. They still have uh, Chris Covington. Man, I always get those names mixed up. Chris Covington still under contract. Uh, there's a couple other guys they stashed on the practice squad. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me if they don't bring back either of those two. Yeah. Let's move on to the secondary. Um, we'll start with Byron Jones, who we've spent a lot of time on this podcast with. Uh, the expectation, according to NFL Network's Tom Pelissaro, is that Byron Jones is going to become the league's highest-paid defensive back in NFL history, and that almost guarantees that he's not back with the Cowboys, correct? Yeah. I mean, I, I, okay. I, don't, I mean, if he's getting paid... 17 or 18 million dollars a year to play corner right as i said the only chance he comes back is if the cowboys get Dak and cooper done in the next couple days and then franchise byron that's probably the only chance he comes back or yeah or the cba doesn't get ratified they get cooper done and then they tag both. correct yeah yeah good i, I kind of forgot about that. they could put the transition tag on them uh-huh. um but at that th- at that point, I, I expect somebody to offer him a massive contract. Yeah, I don't, the Cowboys probably would. No matter match. what, I don't anticipate him being on the team next year. I I would agree. Um, let's move on to some of the other cornerbacks because these guys are interesting. Anthony Brown, twenty six years old, uh, ended the year with a torn pec muscle, I believe. Uh, pretty good slot corner, doesn't do as well on the outside. Uh, you know, I, I I believe you know paying these slot guys is becoming more important than in previous years. Uh, but what do you think about Anthony Brown? Bring him back. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think, to me, uh, I, I think that he's probably going to be under undervalued because of what you mentioned with the injury. Mm-hmm. I think we know exactly what we have in this guy. Maybe other teams don't. I liked Anthony Brown's play. And I think that he's, you know, in, in the slot, he's a very he's tough, he's versatile, he'll get his hands on the ball, uh, he'll make plays, he's he's – you know he's not just a start a spot starter out there. I think he can he can play this position well. He's because he's athletic. He's long. Sure. Uh, so I yeah I'm I, I think that he's going to come at a discount just because there's a nice market for cornerbacks. It's it's turning out. It seems like every day the market's getting better and better for the cornerbacks. 
Yeah. Uh, and I think for a guy like uh, for for someone like us who would like to keep someone like Anthony Brown, I think that's a good that's a good thing because I think his price probably gets a little bit more palatable as the market gets more and more full. Yeah, I'm looking at like you know slot only cornerbacks like um, Buster Screen for the Bears, the Nickel Roby Coleman. Those guys get paid about five million a year. Is that where you're willing to go for Anthony Brown? Yeah, and see that that's the thing is that like that's why I would probably prefer to get like a uh, uh, Malcolm Smith versus a Sean Lee because if you can save you know half of the, that, that Sean Lee's ha- salary by signing uh, Malcolm Smith, you can put you know that's that you're about a third of the way to of uh, Anthony Brown. So yeah, I, I think that five million to me is a reasonable price for a guy like that. Uh, especially since I think he probably could still some, do some more growing, and sure. uh, and uh, yeah, I think that it's, at this point he's probably you know it's a devil you know, and I think there's value in that. Right, and that again, if you re-sign Anthony Brown, you have your top three cornerbacks under contract entering the year. You'll still need to grab probably another veteran to be the fourth one, but you can play football with a Wuzie, Jordan Lewis, and Anthony Brown. Uh, you're not going to have the best secondary in the league, but at least it, you can go into the draft not being forced to draft that position necessarily in the first or second round. Um, one more cornerback, C.J. Goodwin, who played mostly as a special teamer for the Cowboys, pretty good on special teams. Uh, would you bring him back at the vet minimum salary? Sure. Yeah, I, I think he's a good yeah. he's a good teams player. I actually think he's played some safety, if I remember correctly, as well. Yeah, he has a little bit. Uh, I think he yep. can, at the very least, bring him back in and see if he can compete and keep that. And it's, Somehow he has continued to defend it. Uh, the uh, the uh, the that kind of bottom of the roster last defensive back because he's, he's good at special teams that's, and that's good at both positions the too. Yeah. Yep. So. All right, let's move on to safeties. Um, man, we got a lot of free agents. Uh, Kayvon Frazier, Jeff Heath, Darian Thompson, all free agents. Any of those three you want to bring back? Uh, I'm sorry. Give me the the names again. <laughs> Jeff Heath, Kayvon Frazier, Darian Thompson. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we, if we got, you know, uh, one of those guys back. I, I would say I don't really have like the most likely who Heath? I, I think he, yeah, because, yeah, well, because sense. he plays special teams. He has a lot of experience. I feel really good about him as a third safety. And I even feel, listen, I'm one of these people that does not hate Jeff Heath as much as the rest of the world. I feel the same way about Jeff Heath as I do with Anthony Brown. If your starting safeties next year are Xavier Woods and Jeff Heath, it's not going to be great. It might not even be average, but you can go into the season knowing that you have two guys with a lot of experience there. That's why I'm fine with with Jeff Heath. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I think it's all about where where you're playing him and how often he's starting. That is going to make you feel how, how it's going to make you know kind of dictate how you feel about the situation. Yeah, and. Kevon Frazier, fantastic on special teams. I just don't know if there's a role for him and Donovan Wilson on the same team because they kind of do the same things. Uh, you know, Donovan Wilson's a little bit younger, a little bit more athletic. You're probably not going to carry five, six safeties. You probably have to cut back there. Um, special teams. You thought this podcast is over? No, we got special <laughs> teamers to talk about. Uh, Kai Forbath, Chris Jones, and LP Latasur, all under contract, are all, all going to be free agents. Uh, which of those guys you bringing back? Uh, uh, I mean, I, I, I guess you bring in Kai Forbath, obviously for uh, 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 you know, just for competition, right? 
Uh, sure. Or at least, yeah. just, you know, at least get him in to see if you want to keep him. LP Lattice is a no-brainer. If he wants to keep coming back, you keep signing him. He'll be 39. Yeah. Nope. Best long snapper. Sure, a million dollars. Take it, please. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see what they do. And I know it'll be interesting to see what they do with the punters this year, too, I think. Because last year, Chris Jones was hurt. Uh and I, I I think you know with the new with a new special teams coach there may be some desire to kind of make a change there so uh, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out but I, I definitely anticipate them at least bringing back uh, four bath and definitely bringing back sure. LP Alonso. I'm going to make a prediction right now that the Cowboys spend the most money on undrafted free agent punters this year like they're going to pay the most of a punter uh, Bones Fossil is going to find somebody that he likes. Uh, and they're gonna they're gonna get one of those guys as a UDFA, and he'll be fine. He'll be at least as good as Chris Jones, who's been pretty up and down throughout his career. I, I just don't see the Cowboys paying him any kind of money, you know, at the start of free agency. But we shall see. There are a couple uh, punters out there who are going to be free agents. A couple of bigger name guys. We'll see if the Cowboys attack that position in free agency. We did it, Landon. We got through all 31 Woo! of the Cowboys' free agents. Uh, pretty impressive. Uh, we'll see if the Cowboys can see, navigate all 31 of these free agents over the next, what, three days, four days. It's going to be a, a wild time there at the start. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Uh, you can follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.